Fellow members of the executive, uh, Honorable Gwazimshengu, specifically Honorable Mshengu, President members of the Portfolio Committee, Yaga Health, Honorable members of the Legislature, Amazinyane Esilo, who are with us today, Nkosu Kiliza, Chairperson of the KZN House of Traditional Leaders, Mayors and Councillors, Amakosi, particularly Mayors from Ezululand, where I come from, Chairperson and members of the Provincial Aids Council, Acting Head of the Department, Dr. Musa Kumete, Senior Men Senior managers in the Department of Health, partners and sponsors, healthcare workers across the length and breadth of the province, distinguished guests, people of KwaZulu Natal, members of the media, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> and all protocol observed. Chairperson, let me firstly make a disclaimer and apologize for my voice. In a flu style, so from time to time it will leave me. I hope we will be able to finish. Honorable Chairperson, it is with profound gratitude that I stand before this August House, having, entrusted, having been entrusted to serve the people of KwaZulu-Natal as part of the leadership collective of the sixth administration of our government. I am immensely grateful to the African National Congress, my political home, for placing me at the helm of the deliver of quality health services to the people of, of this province. I am very mindful of the enormous task that we have as leadership in all spheres of government, working with NGOs, strategic partners, and organized labor formations to improve the health status of the people of this province. However, before we delve into our budget speech, we wish to start by sending our condolences to the family of a nine-year-old child who passed away on the 19th of July, 2019. We received lab laboratory results earlier as a province this week confirming that indeed there was a positive case of H1N1 from a person in Peter Maritzburg. We wish to reiterate at this point that this does not constitute an outbreak as has been erroneously reported elsewhere. However, Chairperson, I am going to give a, an executive statement on the matter tomorrow, so I wish not to elaborate. I have requested from the speaker to be given that opportunity. Chairperson, uh, we are under no illusion that KwaZulu-Natal remains the province that carries the largest burden of disease in our country, and that if health outcomes of South Africa have, no, have to change, KZN has to change and lead in that sphere. On addressing staff shortages, the fact that the department is under severe financial pressure and that this affects its functioning, particularly insofar as human resources is concerned is something that we cannot run away from. The department is rendered understaffed by these financial constraints. This leads to low staff morale and burnout as a result of overcrowding of our healthcare facilities. All of this inevitably contributes to the compromised quality of care, which sometimes leads to an increased medical legal cost the department is faced with, and I will talk to that later on in the speech. We have thus made a serious and impatient plea to our honorable premier to consider our proposal to at least have a minimum staff establishment at health care facilities. We are of the view that this could begin to address some of the challenges that we are confronted with. 
and help us to ultimately realize our noble goal as a long and healthy life, of a long and healthy life for all in Guazulu Natal. My health, your health, our health. In mapping out a growth and development path for a democratic South Africa, the ANC's visionary Ready to Govern policy document published in 1992 spoke to the goal of creating a strong, dynamic, and balanced economy. This economy would be directed towards responding to the basic needs of the population in the areas of healthcare, education, and basic social security. Notably, during this particular turning point in the history of our country, before the dawn of 1994, the ANC alluded in this document to the need for us to establish principles and mechanisms to ensure that there is enforceable and expanding minimum flow of entitlements for all in the areas of health, education, and welfare. Chairperson, in keeping with the vision of this declaration of our readiness to govern, we therefore undertake to present this budget vote, budget vote speech under the theme, My Health, Your Health, Our Health, A Healthy Wazulu Natal. This is a clarion call for individual and collective efforts for us to work together to improve the general health and, and wellness of the people of this province. In short, we are saying the mandate to drive optimal health for all the people of KwaZulu-Natal cannot be single-handedly managed by the department. Rather, the health of our nation is a multi-sectoral responsibility with numerous role players, both clinical and non-clinical, who have complementing roles in the value chain of health. These role players include healthcare professionals, civil societies, funders, government, non-governmental organization, organizations, social partners, and the involvement of every single individual in the community itself. From the onset, it is prudent for all of us to highlight the fact that health is regarded by the World Health Organization as a fundamental right. To quote the world-renowned Marxist revolutionary physician, author, activist, Comrade Che Guevara, and I open quote, the life of a single human being is worth a million times more than all the property of the richest man on earth, close quote. In 1985, and this is towards a paperless KZN healthcare system, in 1985, Bukinabe revolutionary Thomas Sankara summed up his political philosophy as follows, and I open quote, you cannot carry out fundamental change without a certain amount of madness. In this case, it comes with nonconformity. The courage to turn your back on the old formulas, the courage to in invent the future. It took the madmen of yesterday for us to be able to act, to act with extreme clarity today. I want to be one of those madmen, he says. We must dare to invent the future, I close quotes. Chairperson, we may not be mad people today, but we are definitely agitating for change in the way things such as patient record management are done in this province. Uh, in this department, in this day and age, one of the things that we need to be able to do is to move towards a paperless healthcare system in Wazulu Natal. This will enable our facilities to work more, more efficiently, including reducing queues and waiting times. It will also assist the department to fight the ever-increasing medical legal bill as part of our migration from using the old physical filing system, we have actually successfully installed the health uh, patients registration system in the majority of our, of our facilities. And we have network connectivity in all our NHI districts. We are going to streamline all the information communi communication technology systems that are used by the department. This process will be implemented in phases commencing this financial year. 
This phase-in approach will eliminate duplication of information as we move forward. This new system will also help to address the fragmentation of these other systems that are all over the department. Young people who have information and communication technology skills uh, will be given an opportunity to uh, will be empowered through participating in the development, maintenance, and support of this health information system. These efforts are geared towards ensuring that all health facilities will eventually have stable connectivity to ensure a smooth running of the health information system. The information and communications technology unit in the department has deployed what is called Skype system to 65 hospitals, 11 district offices, and they have one in the main, in the head office, and a, and a selected top management, or top managers have as well. The system is used by the department to conduct weekly meetings and is implemented as part of cost-cutting measures in curbing the traveling of officials throughout the province, understanding that our province is very vast. On women's health, in South Africa, women make up 51% of the population, Chairperson. Therefore, in order for this department to be able to address health issues, it needs to give special attention to women's health. As a result, the department will introduce specialized programs that are preventative in nature and others that will be curative in nature, focusing on women, both young and old. We have an urgent need to improve the state of maternal health, the World Health Organization describes maternal deaths as cases where women die while they are pregnant and or during childbirth or within 42 days after giving birth. We have to agree that our country has unacceptably high rates of maternal mortality and we do not accept that maternal mortality should persist despite the fact that our democratic government has made substantial progress in transforming the health sector. In this regard, we have intervened by expanding primary health care services to clinics in all the corners of our province. It is crucial for pregnant women to attend the appropriate and timely antenatal care clinics, and, in this, and it is incumbent on all of us as leaders to urge them to ensure that this happens. ANC is about detecting and treating existing health challenges as well as screening for complications that may develop during the course of pregnancy. As indicated by WHO, a minimum of four ANC visits are recommended during the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. Indeed, these government health services are offered free of charge for all pregnant and breastfeeding women, as well as children uh, the, under the age of five, as envisaged by the Freedom Charter. As envisaged uh, in, the, in the declaration by the Freedom Charter, which says a preventative health scheme shall be run by the state, free medi medical care and hospitalization shall be provided for all, with special care for mothers and young children. As part of our continuous focus on women's health, we'll continue to advocate for the usage of dual protection, which is using usage of condoms and contraceptives in order to avoid unplanned and unwanted pregnancies, as well as, a, as transmission of sexually transmitted infections, including HIV. Also, as a direct response to the growing rate of HIV infections among women between the ages of 15 and 24, we need to resuscitate the, and strengthen our anti-sugar daddy campaign, who are also called blessers, as intergenerational relationships have been found to be largely responsible for this sketch that is facing our communities. We will continue to promote education on safer pregnancy and encourage early antenatal attendance. 
We will initiate and carry out outreach programs that will target as many women of childbearing age as possible to ensure that they are aware of the free services that are available to them and offered by the department. This will include educating them on family planning, cancer screening, and prevention of transmission of HIV to, new to newborns, among other things. We will continue to forge ahead with a massive screening as we recently added a theme called Pepsmere Drive Plus, which also includes encouraging women to take up contraceptives as a way to curb unplanned pregnancy in this province. In this day and age, Chairperson, women should not be dying due to preventable and treatable cancers, such as breast cancer and cervical cancer. We therefore urge women to heed the call the call for them to come forward for cancer screenings so that this, this threat to life can be detected early and dealt with once and for all. To consolidate our progress in fighting cancer, we are accelerating, broadening the availability of liquid-based cytology for cervical cancer screenings. In this province, the vast majority of, uh, of our fellow compatriots, more than 80%, receive their healthcare services in public sector. And five million of those are patients under, under the age of five years. Therefore, we have a responsibility to safeguard their lives by focusing on their immunization and nutrition. Working with other departments will also ensure good sanitation and safe places of play for them. As it has been the case in the past, we will strengthen our drive to encourage women to put up unwanted babies for adoption, while also improving ease of access to choice of termination of pregnancy services to those who wish to exercise this constitutional right. We will be introducing a campaign to conscientize women, particularly women, about their right to access these services, while making them aware of the dangers of illegal termination of pregnancy. We declare war, Chairperson, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal against all practitioners of illegal termination of pregnancy. As this endangers the lives of, of our young, young women, and we are not going to stand by and pretend to be oblivious to this. We will do this through a number of interventions, including working with mayors and law enforcement agencies to enforce bylaws which must, be, which must clamp down on the adverts and usage of the different premises for this illeg illegal action. A partnership between public and private sector organizations will help to strengthen this drive. The impact of these efforts is already being felt and evidenced by the number of women who now come forward for legal termination of pregnancy at suitably equipped health facilities. In the previous financial year, 19,700 women sought help from our, our health facilities. We also noted a reduced number of women reporting with incomplete termination of pregnancy at 9,664, which is lower than the previous year and should be really appreciated. On the health of men, South Africa is not unique in the global trend of men's underutilization of health services. In a study conducted in South Africa by Litsila and Ratile in 2009, it was revealed that the majority of men interviewed, which is 63%, reported to have never gone to healthcare checkups, while 37% indicated that they do. A total of 76% of those who do not go for health checkups reported that they eventually do access health services when they are feeling severely ill, while 24% never go at all. As a result, men's health has received attention from different scholars with the aim of understanding men's health behaviors and underutilization of healthcare services in both the developing and developed uh, countries.
Furthermore, it is argued that men who compare, it is argued that men, when compared to women, are more likely to engage in behaviors that are detrimental to their health, such as smoking, high alcohol intake, unhealthy diet, lack of exercise, and non-adherence to safety practices such as the use of seatbelts. We therefore will continue to encourage men to be more health conscious. We have the following range of health services that are tailor-made for men. Medical male circumcision, which we will continue with, HIV prevention programs, dual protection, HIV treatment and care, screening for cancer in general and prostate cancer in particular. We wish to highlight that not all prostate cancer screening procedures are invasive. We also continue to encourage men to be health conscious through programs such as Isibaya Samadota, which we appreciate and is going to continue, and to engage younger, women, younger men to make better life choices in future. Lifestyle choices. Through all these interventions, we will begin to decrease the burden of cancer, thereby reducing the demand for oncology services in the province. We will also strengthen the KZN Men's Health Forum and form partnerships with men which will help change many long-held stereotypes about women, children, and the elderly so that they can be protected, protectors and nurturers of families. We are also targeting the youth by addressing issues of risky behavior and social ills. Community-based uh, approach to, the, to healthcare. We are very fortunate, Chairperson, in this province that our national minister, the Honorable Dr. Zuelim Kize, conceptualized and coined the highly effective Operation Sugumasake program, through which all role players in government converge to attend to challenges affecting our people in the areas where they reside. Quite notably, at the center of OSS logo is a red ribbon, symbolizing the centrality to combating HIV AIDS in our communities. It is through war rooms that our people are linked to healthcare facilities and advised on how to take care of themselves and their families at all, le at, at all levels of development. As part of improving both access and adherence to medication, we have a program as a department called Centralized Chronic Medicine Dispensing and Distribution Program, CCMTD, which enables them to collect their chronic medication at community level closer to where they live. We are pleased that more than one million clients enjoy the benefits of CCMTD, which enables them to collect their uh, medication as earlier indicated at a, a level that is closer to them. Good progress has also been registered and noted in a num on a number of crucial spheres in the recent post, in the recent past. For instance, we around 5.1 million people were screened for hypertension, 4.6 million for diabetes, 9.8 uh, million people for mental disorders. Over the past three years, the department has also managed to decrease the infertility maternal mortality rate. <coughs> Sorry from 106.7 per 100,000 live births to 101.9 per 100,000 live births. At this point, I would like to congratulate the staff and management of Bethesda Hospital for significantly reducing its maternal mortality rate, as well as other hospitals that have done well in this regard. We know that there is quite a few of them who have done well, and we do appreciate that, uh, HOD. Despite the high prevalence of HIV in the province, KwaZulu-Natal has also managed to decrease the rate of mother-to-child HIV transmission from 20% in 2008 to 0.71% in 2019. 
It really does deserve a shake. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> we have also significantly reduced the number of infertility deaths due to severe acute mal malnutrition for children under five years. As such, the incidence of severe acute mal malnutrition has also been reduced from five per 1,000 to two per 1,000. That is not enough, but it's an improvement from where we come from. Similarly, we have brought down the incident of diarrhea with dehydration from 13 per 1,000 to eight per 1,000 people. Thanks to our efforts, the incident of pneumonia is also down from 58 per 1,000 to 43 per 1,000. And our other, success, our other success stories are as followed. At 9.9% increase in the number of children under one year who are fully immunized. Although, of course, we appreciate that currently the whole country has a challenge with the supply of vaccines. It is not a problem of just the province, but it is something that is a challenge to the whole country because the supplier who is overseas has also run short of, of these vaccines. We have also tested a total of 3.05 million people for HIV, performed 205,569 medical circumcision in the past financial year. We had more than 1.4 million patients remaining on ART at the end of June 2019. The department has decreased the TB incident incidence detection rate, in other words, from 511 per 100,000 to 481 per 100,000. We have also had a total of 457 of our 610 clinics, achieving more than 70% on assessment against the ideal clinic norms and standards. Chairperson, I'm also happy that the above-mentioned progress was noted and highlighted by our Honorable Premier Ukuzen when he, when he delivered his State of the Province address. The above-mentioned successes and developments are not at all highlighted here, Chair, to depict a rosy picture of the state of affairs of our health situation in the province. But they are meant to acknowledge the progress that has been done by those com committed workers of the Department of Health. One of the critical elements in the delivery of quality health care is the availability of financial resources as well as, as fiscal discipline and stability. We therefore wish to assure this august house that despite challenges, we are pressing ahead to get our house in order as far as the supply chain management section is concerned. As part of the SCM reforms in the department, the following issues are going to be addressed as a matter of agency. We have requested and are awaiting permission from Treasury to be able to use the logistical information system logis, which will significantly improve fiscal management and overall efficiency of the department. This responds to one of the issues that, the, that have been flagged by the Auditor General. We are aware of the challenges faced by our SCM and are attending to the matter. The recent leaking of tender documents and processes are a casing point in relation to the problems that we have. In summoning us to do more, the president has given the underlying theme as a guide to our actions during this term of office. Together celebrating democracy, renewal and growth for a better South Africa. Therefore, chief among our, chief among our priorities will be, to, will be the need to reduce the burden of diseases. Indeed, we are noting an upward trend in life expectancy for both male and females. We know that this increase is attributed, among other, among other factors, 
to the widespread availability and usage of antiretroviral treatment, as well as the implementation of the prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV. In continuing, to, to fight, in continuing the fight to cap the spread of HIV, AIDS, and sexually transmitted infections, we will reinvigorate our programs that are aimed at ensuring that the number of people who are tested for HIV initiated and sustained in the ART programs continues to grow. We will achieve this by intensifying efforts driven through campaigns such as Cholamanje Zivigele, provider-initiated counseling and testing, and supporting the in inclusion of revolutionary <laughs> voluntary counseling and testing by our strategic partners. It is also revolutionary to test and understand what your status is, so it is a correct way nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rogers. In this financial year, we will start the Lost to Follow-Up campaign in our quest to bring back all patients who were initiated on treatment and then stop taking their ARVs. This is partly a direct response to meet the goals of the 1990-90 strategy, which was also a key resolution to the, of the recent South African National AIDS Conference, which was hosted here in Guazulu Natal in June 2019. The aim of the strategy is to diagnose 90% of all HIV-positive persons, provide antiretroviral treatment to 90% of those diagnosed, and achieve viral suppression for 90% of those treated by 2020. In doing this, we will consolidate our activities on the ground with sector partners who work with the department. Even though it is commendable that more than 1.2 million men and boys are already or have already been circumcised, since we accepted the clarion call by His Majesty the King to revive this custom in 2009, we still need to do more. In the current financial year, our target for MMC is 147,000. As far as reducing the burden of TB, the following interventions will, be, interventions will be carried out during the financial year. Firstly, we will endeavor to find all TP presumptive cases through massive TP screening campaigns. We are going to test people who live with those who have contracted TP, including school children, pregnant women, and people living with HIV. Furthermore, we intend strengthening our relationship with stakeholders who work with mine workers and prison inmates and all our other partners in the province who have also uh, started some work on this, in this regard. We will endeavor to trace as many TB patients lost to treatment as possible, as recommended at the TB in Daba held in Deben on the 4th of March 2019. Since TB is a significant occupational health challenge among healthcare workers, as a department, we will also be continuously implementing and sustaining effective surveillance programs for them and equipping them with safety mechanisms, as these have proved successfully where they have been implemented. We need to protect unborn babies, Chairperson, and promote family planning. Without the right treatment and care, a woman living with HIV can pass it on to her baby. This is called mother-to-child transmission or vertical transmission of HIV. Taking AR ARV's treatment, on the other hand, can dramatically reduce the risk of passing HIV to the baby, considering that girls aged between 15 and 24 have the highest incidence of HIV infections nationally. It is therefore imperative that the importance of family planning is emphasized and that contraceptives 
contraceptive methods, both short and long term, are freely available at clinics frequented by this age group. In this regard, we continue to train our healthcare uh, professionals on adopting an adolescent and youth friendly approach to healthcare. <coughs> This is premised on delivering all healthcare services to young people, including giving contraceptives, treating sexually transmitted infection, and choice of termination of pregnancy, without being moralistic or passing judgment. We are happy to note that the department has achieved milestones in improving under one year immunization coverage. In this regard, we have actually surpassed our target of 80% and have reached 90.7%. This is attributed to an ongoing immunization catch-up program, which is for those children who might have missed their immunizations. We still worry, though, that our 6.5 target for of, of fatality due to severe acute malnutrition has not been reached. Provincially, we are at 7.5 and need to double up our efforts to meet and surpass this target. As a country, we cannot justify the, ad the admission of children to hospitals or deaths as a result of severe acute malnutrition. In this regard, we appreciate the partnership that we, that we have with communities through Operation Sugumasake because on those bases we are able to pick up even families that are in the deepest, uh, poorest rural areas and we are able to bring them to the health uh, sector and give them access to the health sector. Preventive interventions in this, in this regard involve the provision of vitamin A supplements as well as making use of the 1,051 Pilam sites that we have in this province, of which 502 are operating at early childhood development centers. We'll continue our advocacy for breastfeeding as in instances where the mother has problems with breastfeeding, we have made available the full use of our 18 human milk banks that have been established at various hospitals in our districts. We have an urgent need to deepen the conversation on gender-based violence. Incidents of sexual assault are becoming increasingly, increasingly prevalent in our communities and are a contributory factor to unplanned and unwanted pregnancies and sexually transmitted diseases. This particular matter needs a partnership across departments and across political parties. Cancer prevention, it is time now for us as a community to acknowledge cancer as a real silent killer that is devouring our people, pouncing when they least expect it. We all need to understand that certain types of cancer are preventable and can be successfully treated through early detection and timeless treatment. For women in particular, we call for cervical and breast cancer screening to form part of their regular health routine. However, men are also However, some men are also prone to breast cancer, and we therefore advise all men to take the necessary precautions. We are pleased that our facilities are now equipped to test and treat women who show abnormal pap smear results in just under one month. This is now done through large loop excision of the transformation zone, what is known as LEDs machines, which prevent cancer of the cervix from developing in women who have been identified as having pre-cancer following a pap smear. This procedure is now being conducted in, conducted in rural district hospitals as, well, as government continues to put emphasis on primary health care across the province. Some of these rural hospitals which are now able to confront and defeat cervical cancer are in Ishowe Hospital, Ridfley Hospital, Freyhead Hospital, Mseleni, Nkonjeni, Murchison, Greytown, St. Andrews, Ichele Chuba, 
and Edumbe Community Health Center, just to mention a few. We also wish to thank our caring and progressive government for launching the national cancer policy and awareness campaign here in Peter Marisbeck, Kwachaluza, last October. The objectives of the campaign include, among other things, creating awareness and educating the general public, patients and, family, and families, healthcare workers about various types of cancers. It also focuses on intensifying awareness regarding the risk factors, prevention methods, treatment services available, and support during survivorship of cancer. Since the launch of the national cancer campaign during the previous year, financial year, there has been a positive uptake on pap smear screening with a significant increase of 29.3% or 53,193 more pap smear done when compared to 2017-2018. In the current financial year, uh, we will screen more women for breast cancer and cervical cancer as well as men for prostate cancer. We'll also be embarking on yet another round of human papillomavirus HPV vaccines which target girls younger than 11 years of age for protection against cervical cancer. We have done a lot to overcome challenges that we are, we've previously experienced regarding oncology. In this regard, I wish to provide this house with an update as follows. We have significantly reduced waiting times for adults and eradicated waiting times for children at all our four sites that are providing oncology services. All our oncology machines are working currently and Grace Hospital has two full-time oncologists that are seeing patients on a daily basis and not less than 20 patients a day each. There is a total of five oncologists working in the Deben Oncology Complex, which includes Inkosi Albert Lutuli uh, Hospital and Eddington Hospital. Three oncologists per day are provided for by the VETS Health Consortium contract and they come to our institutions. In addition to fighting cancer, we will continue tackling non-communicable diseases head on. In this regard, we are particularly concerned about chronic conditions like diabetes and hypertension. In fact, in KwaZulu-Natal, there are 5 million people with these chronic conditions which contribute to the overall burden of disease. We will continue to advocate for better and healthier lifestyle choices as this can reduce the burden of disease. We also wish to impress upon our fellow compatriots that living an active and healthy lifestyle encompasses compliance with the following simple but crucial actions. Basic and regular physical activities are important. Obesity and rounded tummies are dangerous to all of us. Shame. Physical activity also lowers cholesterol and blood pressure levels, which also reduces the chances of developing heart diseases, stroke, diabetes, mellitus, and other chronic diseases. The department will continue pursuing its target of screening more than 2.5 million people who are 40 years and above, for hypertension and diabetes. Crucially, we are exploring a partnership with the Department of Sport in this regard and other departments where we must get into a partnership and be able to sign a memorandum of understanding on how we are going to implement this together. We are also reiterating our call that people must stop smoking. I'm looking at smokers. People must stop smoking. Uh, Uravi and Honorable Rogers. 
avoiding alcohol and drug abuse, and always ensuring safe sexual practices. All of this is in keeping with our set objective of ensuring a long and healthy life for all. On oral health, since the start of January 2019, this, this directorate has deployed an additional 45 community service dentists to institutions across the province to improve access to oral and dental health. This has enabled us to reach close to 600,000 patients for dental services. The department is also training specialists in conjunction with VETS and Sifa Gomakatu Health Science University for the training of, for the, training of the listed uh, registers. Importantly, on disability and rehabilitation, the department has been able to access more than 710 citizens of KwaZulu-Natal uh, needing disability and rehabilitation services. At different levels of care, this saw a total of 3,766 wheelchairs and 3,277 hearing aids being issued. For 2019, the department has allocated 15.5 million for wheelchairs and 19 million for hearing aids and optical items. Thus far, 5.2 million has been utilized. Going forward, we will make full use of the community service therapies that are, that are allocated to complete, to complement the permanent staff who provide rehabilitation services in the province. 2018-2019 financial year, we will, these include 74 physiotherapists, 55 occupational therapists, 44 speech therapists, and a total amount that, we has, that has been budgeted for is 75.2 million in this 2019-2020 uh, financial year. To improving, improving quality of care, we take our cue from our fallen liberation, uh, liberation stalwart, comrade Mama Albertina Sisulu, who earned her midwife qualification in 1954 and was subsequently employed by the city of Johannesburg Health Department as a midwife. The job was challenging, but Comrade Albertina still made sure to visit her patients in their homes in the township. She would carry a suitcase full of her apparatus, such as bottles, lotions, bowls, and receivers on her head, and then physically walk to her, patient, to her patients. This is the epitome of selfless commitment to the health and well-being of our people, that we encourage our staff to continue to learn from, and we want them to emulate and replicate this kind of behavior. Of course, they won't have to work now because we are able to provide transport. <laughs> to revive these qualities among our health workers, uh, we have decided to bring back the ethos of patient care by working with the Public Service Commission Along with the PSC, we will start conducting patient care workshops to improve the quality of healthcare sev service during the current financial year and beyond. We will continue visiting institutions to ensure that they implement the national cost standards and more emphasis will be placed on the facilities that have been shown to be performing poorly. We will also be on the ground to assess whether the ideal clinic realization and maintenance program is fully implemented in all our facilities. We are spending 6.2, we are spending 62.3 million for the maintenance of clinics, installation of generators at clinics, as well as installation of ele elevated water tanks where they are needed so that we are able to, con this will contribute towards achieving the ideal clinic status. We are happy that when assessed as part of the ICRM program in November, 26 facilities obtained a silver status. 
10 facilities obtained gold status and one was bestowed with the honor of a platinum status. <coughs> On improving access to healthcare through infrastructure and development, uh, Honorable Chairperson, we are proud to report on the status of our flagship infrastructure project that the department has invested on. That is Dr. Pixliga Isagase Memorial Hospital. This is the hospital that is a 500-bed hospital built to the tune of 2.8 billion rands in the Kwamashu Bridge City area. The hospital will relieve pressure from Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Hospital as well as other neighboring health facilities. We can now announce that in as far as the hospital state of readiness is concerned, the project is 95% complete. Already the structure, roofing, glazing, electrical and plumbing features are complete. The other aspect that is now outstanding is the external works and finishes and the hospital will be ready to open its doors towards the end of this financial year. And we look forward to inviting members to be part of the opening. As a consequence to aging in nature of the majority of our facilities, as well as extensive damage caused by the storm in October 2017, we are focusing on the maintenance and repair of some of our facilities during the 2019-2020 financial year. To enable all of this, the department's maintenance budget has been increased from 213.9 million in 2018-2019 to 397.6 million in the current financial year. We are pleased to announce that out of the 12 renovations and refurbishment projects which, we, which were started last financial year, seven have been completed and five are still ongoing in this current, in this current uh, financial year and we hope that they will be completed very soon. On planned projects, we also have a number of projects that are at the planning stage. At RK Khan Hospital, we will be re-waterproofing the flat roofs and conducting internal renovations in the blocks that are indicated there. We have also allocated a budget for the installation of monkey barriers in that hospital. The project is currently in the procurement phase. <laughs> it had to be done. There are a number of upgrades and maintenance projects being conducted at Edinchin Hospital for which we have allocated 103 million rands. These projects are also at a procurement uh, phase. We can also report that the, that the department is far advanced in the setting or in motion of the three-year contract for the servicing of all mission-critical engineering assets. We'll also be replacing assets that have reached their useful life in this regard. They are useful life. In this regard, we will be installing 33 additional autoclaves in 2019-2020 financial year to the value of 13 million rands. A total of 23 autoclaves have already been approved to tender and will be advertised in the first week of August. And the further 10 will be in implemented at an institutional level. And this will save a lot of money for the department as it enables uh, the hospitals and facilities to reuse, to sterilize and reuse the equipment. A total of 93 million has been allocated towards installing 153 new, new 20-kiloliter water tanks in various facilities for backup water supply. These have been submitted for tender approval. The program for installation of standby generators is also proceeding with 203 of these being installed in various clinics at a cost of 94 million. An amount of 3 million has also been set aside to replace lift motors and hoist 
and Hoyce at King Edward Hospital, Prince Mshieni Memorial Hospital, St. Aidan's and St. Mary's Hospitals. We are also seized with the urgent responsibility of resolving challenges with the lifts at Eddington Hospital, which have persisted for quite some time now in the number of years. We owe it to the public and our people to ensure that free and smooth movement of individuals between the different points of this multi-story hospital is not compromised. Our fellow compatriots deserve better. We are prepared to go to any lands legally, legally possible to resolve this challenge, including reviewing or cancelling contracts with any service provider who may be failing to meet their obligation to ensure effective and efficient servicing, repairing and, and, and maintenance of the lift. On emergency medical services, firstly, we wish to register our extreme concern regarding attacks on our emergency medical services practitioners, which are now becoming a norm, especially in the Inanda, Nduzu, Maguamashu, Phoenix, and Umlazi areas, as well as King Kachwayo districts. We thus call on communities to support and protect these angels of mercy who endeavor to respond timelessly and venture out with the sole purpose of saving lives and bringing back, uh, bring back hope to those who are in despair. Let me just digress a little bit, Chair, and indicate that we wish to send our condolences to the, families, to the family of, of one of our uh, members who about two hours ago, they were involved in a car, in a car accident with a truck while transporting a patient to hospital. One of them passed away. The other one was still very, very sick, and the, he was being resuscitated. So we will keep their, their families in prayer. C can I then have my other? Thank you, Chair. We are taking security measures to protect our valued staff and property very seriously, as indicated, Chairperson. In the 2019-2020 financial year, there will be a paradigm shift as we will be introducing the National Emergency Care Education and Training Policy, which in essence is scraping the short course trainings. This will now be replaced with professional qualifications, and these we are doing in partnership with institutions in the province. Chairperson, we will continue to improve the functioning and efficiency of our medical services. As part of efforts to improve our ability to respond to medical emergencies and assist those in distress, will, in distress we will also be procuring more ambulances. This we are doing because the majority of our 529 ambulances have extremely high mileage and require repairs frequently. To mitigate the impact of this, we have already procured three 65-seater buses in 2019, 2019-2020, uh, which will be used by the, the three hubs that are operational. But we are also going to be taking delivery of 88 extra ambulances in this financial year. Chairperson, even with the fiscal challenges that confront us, we will continue to advance the agenda of youth development. For instance, the department has extended the 12-month contract of the 317 graduate interns by a further 12 months in line with the directive by the DPSA. This is in order to accommodate the requirements for industry uh, that demand work experience in order for them to be employable. The department will carry on providing passaries to, em to employees who are undergoing in-service training in order to equip them with the critical skills that they require. However, due to fiscal challenges, the department has been unable to absorb the previous 258 community service trainees and has therefore had to release them from their obligation to serve the department so that they can seek employment elsewhere. And we are quite sad about that situation. 
Currently, our bursary program supports 425 students and local universities who are studying medicine and allied professions, which are scarce skills as identified by the department. The department has budgeted 41 million for this pro program during this financial year. We also have 434 students that are currently in the Republic of South Africa Cuban Med Medical Training Program. Since 1997, we have trained 500, 859 student medical doctors from KZN. We are pleased to report that 258 of these students who returned in July 2018 are now finalizing their, pla their placement. Earlier this month, we also welcomed 233 medical students who were returning from Cuba to do their sixth and final year at local universities. On nurse training, in December 2018, the department advertised 150 posts for enrolled nurses and 150 posts for enrolled nursing assistants. For those 300 posts, we received an overwhelming number of applications, 15,000 to be exact from people who came from far and wide but within this province, and who stood in extremely long queues in the hope of securing jobs. This served to expose the real problem of an oversupply of nurses at that level that we have as a province. Chairperson, we wish to make it known that the Guazulu Natal Department of Health has its own nursing college with, within the 11th district, and we do encourage our people to actually utilize it, because if we don't, it is creating a serious problem when we go to the private sector and creating an oversupply of nurses. Establishment, establishing a medical legal. Chairperson, we are currently establishing a medical legal uh, unit that will be fully equipped and it will have professionals that are both lawyers and, and uh, medical practitioners and will ensure that they, they, they assist the department in moving forward with, with the medical legal uh, matters. One of the contributing factors to this is the unethical, well, one of the reasons why we think we, it's necessary for us to, to, to establish this is the unethical practice of touting by certain unscrupul unscrupulous law firms. In fact, one of the law firms that we are investigating is based in Johannesburg and has on its own lodged a whooping 96 claims against the department only in the past two months. So that tells you how sus highly suspect this is. As part of the efforts to reduce our medical legal, we are currently, oh, I've spoken to that, this unit will be made up of professionals who have medical and legal expertise, which will empower them to advise the department on the correct cause of action to follow and the quantum of damages to be awarded when necessary. Beyond this, the department is in the process of establishing a panel of lawyers that are going to assist and represent the department in court. As a province, we remain on cause and are continuing to fulfill the tenets of this absolutely uh, crucial program, which is on national health insurance. Just last Thursday, the Honorable President, Mr. Sir Ramaphosa, and the Honorable uh, Minister Dr. Zelumkis signed the Health Presidential Compact. The compact is aimed at developing and improving the quality of healthcare in South Africa. This compact is set to improve the quality of the industry, mainly focusing on predominant issues in the sector, such as staff shortage, infrastructure, and, and uh, stock outs of medicine. This further strengthens the sentiments already expo expressed by our Honorable Minister, who when presenting his budget vote, he spoke to, he spoke to the, uh, the issue as, and he is quoted below. 
We are therefore pleased to report on the following achievements as part of our piloting of NHI. Policy guidelines have been developed and implemented. Leadership and healthcare management capacity development programs are, are being implemented. Appointment of 300 health professionals through presidential stimulus program using indirect NHI grant has been concluded. The department has contracted 84 pharmacy assistants in the, in the three NHI sites, and those have been granted uh, using the NHI grant for three years. At the end of their contract in 2018, we allocated a budget and absorbed as pharmacy assistants to be permanent staff in the clinics that are in the districts that are piloting. In fact, we are proud to announce that according to the National Ideal Clinic results, the KZN Department of Health is performing exceptionally well and exceptionally well, of the 10 best performing districts in the country, six districts are in Guazulu Natal, with Machuba being the first. On radical uh, agrarian socio-economic transformation, RASET, the economic patterns in this country, in this of the apartheid system were systematically entrenched and, and the oppressive apartheid government had its tentacles in all aspects of the state. In order for us to change the economy of the country and the province, all government departments have a responsibility to contribute towards this change. Uh, this can only be achieved through, conscious, through a conscious and deliberate effort to change the economic patterns of the province and can, and can have massive positive spin-offs for our economy. All new, and in, in relation to this, all new food services and catering contract holders will be required uh, to support the provincial RASET program. In line with the policy directive of the province, the department is currently amending its SCM policy in order to address these radical economic transformation targets. Chairperson, in conclusion, we will strengthen our relationship with key stakeholders such as the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Deben University of Technology, and other tertiary institutions, as well as traditional leaders. I would also like to once again convey a word of gratitude to all the departmental stakeholders for playing a meaningful role in the noble task of providing healthcare services in the people of this province. I would like to thank in particular thousands of healthcare professionals, nurses, doctors, and allied workers, and frontline staff members in our facilities who every day ensure the realization of health outcomes in the province. As a department, we have a responsibility to take care of our staff, which we will do through our employment assistance program that will be conducted from the, at a provincial level. I'm also immensely grateful to the department executive under the stewardship of the acting head of department, Dr. Musakumete Giabongamfuetu, for their resolve and dedication to serve our people. I wish to thank all staff, all the staff in the ministry and all other staff members who had assisted us to be able to be here today. Last but not least, I wish to thank my family. I wish to thank my family for the love and support they've given me over the years. My mother, Uma Vlagazi, my dad, Uma Kuchwa, and my siblings, Stembile, Unogwazi, Nostello. I would not be where I am without you. You took it upon yourself to be mothers to my daughters when I could not be there because of the political, political lifestyle that I live. Chairperson, I thus present to you the 2019-2020 budget as follows. It is a budget total allocation 
of 45.3 billion. Thank you.